this podcast may contain spoilers from whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers Anonymous. What's going on? I am Scoot Brunson. And I am S. Foster. And this is the Viewers Anonymous podcast, ladies and gentlemen. What's going on with you, bro? How you feeling, man? Oh, I mean, I'm feeling all right, man. I'm um, feeling pretty good. You know, just uh, excited about this episode. Definitely excited about the next one. Like, I said, <laughs> hey, <laughs> I've been thinking about this all day. Dude. People do not understand like how excited I am as soon as we get done with the to watch this. Yeah. This is something I've been looking forward to, I know, for like twelve years, my guy. Yeah. Like ever since I even figured out who this person was. But anyway, uh now nah, look, before you know I get what? started uh, Hey, I don't think we should I don't think we should do a trailer for the next one, bro. We might as well just come out and talk about that one. Cause ain't no, ain't no holding back from that, bro. We gotta, <laughs> we just gotta be up front with that one, bro. All right, all right. We, 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 we could definitely do that, man. We could definitely yeah, do that. But we gotta, but do man, that, look. Man. Before we get started, man, like, look, I appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? Jumping on the uh the 200 episode, man, of the Stolen Time For podcast, sure, man. It was uh, it turned it turned out to be great, man. Like it worked yeah. out good. I, you know, I gave everybody, you know, their time slots. Everybody came in. Everybody participated. Um. It was. It, it turned out to be a fire episode, and I'm just like, dude, I am so much like in gratitude to everybody that came on. So like, everybody contributed a part. You know what I'm saying? Everybody had yeah. nothing but nice and kind words, man. It it was just, it was just a great feeling, man. It felt like an accomplishment, you know, to to get to 200 episodes and to have people that you feel, you know, what I'm saying near and dear to you to. Mm-hmm. For everybody, for it to even work out, you know what I'm saying? Because everybody got their life going on. Everybody got different schedules. Yeah. And for everybody to be like, yo, let me let me put aside, you know, 15, 20 minutes, you know what I'm saying, for the boy and jump on the pod, man. That was that was, that was was truly great, man. So I appreciate you. I appreciate Casey, uh, Sinclair, and Jamal for jumping on that pod with me, man. Hey, man, no problem, bro. You know, I'm, I'm going to do whatever I can, man. But I'm going to tell you what. Uh, that came out amazing. I listened back to it, and that was that was a great sequence, bro. Like to to you know what I'm saying to start out with me was was good because you know what I'm saying like I bring too much energy into it. You know what I'm saying. Casey came in, he did his thing. You know what I'm saying, and Sinclair did his thing. But then Jamar, like Jamar, set the tone. <laughs> He like he he pretty much was like the perfect person to go out on. Like he carried that energy and like he released everything. You know what I'm saying? Like that it was fire, man. And then you know the dope part was you know like you had said um, toward the end. You know what I'm saying? This was actually a chance for you know what I'm saying Uncle Washington to be able to see some of us that he didn't you know ha- that he haven't seen before. So I thought that was super cool too. You know what I'm saying? He finally get to put names uh, with faces the voices. So. Yeah, man, you know, it was it was a pleasure to be on there. Two hundred episodes is not an easy feat, so yeah, y'all deserve all the flowers, man. All right, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. But how you feeling, man? I'm feeling good, man. Um, 
So uh, I'm, I think I'm gonna do an isolated society tomorrow. I'm trying to okay. uh, I'm trying to talk to some people, see if they got some free time to, you know, what I'm saying hop on. Um, for those who don't know, isolated society is uh, my late night sports show. I just, you know, right now I'm just doing it willy nilly until I can get a consistent group of people. Um, but yeah, man, you know, JJ Watt, you know how that story go. Um, County twins, you know, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot going on in the sports world. Um, so I'm trying to come up. Well, I got a few right now that I want to talk about. But um, yeah, definitely tonight. Night, I want to see if uh, I can get a, enough people to jump on and see if we can get this little discussion going, man. I've been working on some new graphics, so I'm, I think I'm gonna do an isolated society tomorrow night. That's what's up, man. <clears throat> yeah, man. Yeah. We gotta, you know, like the like the thing that I think that some people don't really understand about podcasting is like sometimes, you know, that 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 there there could be a story or something to click where it's just like, mm-hmm. like, dude, I, I I got to get my opinion out on this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and like you know, and that's why I say like the 28 minutes or less, like that really gives me that space to just. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say it, I should have named it spur of the moment because like that's what it yeah. is a lot of the time. It's just like the spur of the moment. It's just like I got to get these thoughts out of my head. And like the perfect example was like I, like I got two great ones. Like one time I was listening to uh, Joe Rogan and yeah. he had uh, Oliver Stone on mm-hmm. and Oliver Stone was just talking about like uh, the filming of Platoon. And I was like, Platoon is my like my favorite like war movie. So yeah. I was just like, boom, top five war movies of all time. And then mm-hmm. I came on and just knocked it out. And then the other one was I was listening to Dan Levitard's show, and they said that uh, they were talking about how Smoking Aces was a terrible movie. And I was like, man, yeah. you out your damn mind. I was like, yeah, I love little, Smoking Aces. Yeah. yeah, and I came home and did a whole episode on Smoking Aces. So mm-hmm. it's like it gives you that space to, like, really – Instead of just calling somebody and like and having a conversation, like it really gives you that space to just really get something off your mind. Yeah. And like especially like what we do with this, it's just I've been so much of a movie fan like all my life. And just like like this podcast gives me that feeling of like you go to the movies and then yeah. like, the, and like you go to the movies with whether it's a girl or your cousin or your brother, anything like that. And like soon as you walk out that theater, what you doing? You talking about the movie that mm-hmm. you just saw, that's the and like that's what your favorite part. Yeah, yep. exactly. Like that's the feeling I get when we doing this podcast. It's like it, I finally got the chance to really say all the things that I wanted to say about a film, yeah. and this gives me that space to do that. That's dope, man. Like for me, I think this is um, this podcast for me personally is fun because we get a chance to talk about like you know, not just the, the new movies, but we get a chance to talk about past movies. We get a chance to talk about classical, uh, classic movies. We get a chance to talk about, you know, TV shows. Like, I think it's just dope because we don't just talk about the movie. We also, you know what I'm saying, get into things that revolve around it. So it's like stuff that I see in the movie that I try to explain to somebody and they'll be like, man, I ain't see all that. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Here, I don't got to worry about that. Because, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if you didn't see it, 
you know, you'll be like, well, man, I had to go check that out. And then maybe, you know, saying later on down the line, we had a conversation about it or vice versa. Like you might hit me with, you know, hit me with some stuff that I didn't even think of before. Like, damn, that was, a, maybe I got to go back and watch that. So it's just like, you know, it's just, for me, it just brings that excitement back, you know what I'm saying, about the movies that we've seen. You know, even the ones, like, even when we did the top five worst movies, like, I had to laugh at myself because it's like, man, I think I'm going to go watch a few of these, you know what I'm saying, when it's all said and done. I probably, I watched, like, one or two of them. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just gives you that, you know what I'm saying, that feeling of going back, man, chilling and relaxing, taking some time to yourself, you know what I'm saying, taking some self-care and, you know, um, you know, laying your shoulders down and, and you know, getting that, that self-time, that, you know, that time to yourself to watch a movie, you know, and, you know, enjoy yourself, get a laugh or two, or, you know, know scare yourself shitless watching a horror movie or something, <laughs> you know, just anything, you know what I mean? Like, this is, this is what this is for, like, because, you know, we say we review movies, but we don't really review them, we more so just, like, I guess you could say we kind of, like, analyze them, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or we just, yeah. you know what I'm saying, something like that, but, I just, it's it's fun to do, man. You know, I, I was nervous because I don't think I've told you this. Like, I was nervous initially going into um, a niche podcast because, you know, it's so many different lanes that you can put a podcast in nowadays. So to do one about movies and then, you know, it's not a lot of them out there that's, you know, at that level. So I was just like, man, you know, I when I hit you up, the reason I hit you up because I'm like, I know this dude can talk to movies. I know this dude can, you know, he can go on and on and on from memory about, you know, certain movies and stuff like that. Like, that's the kind of energy I need. So when we came together and then we finally started doing it, I was like, oh, shit, this this might work. Like, I'm like, yo, this shit <laughs> might work. So, so far, so good, man. We've been rolling. I'm, I'm happy, you know what I'm saying, that we're doing this shit, bro. But, yeah, man. Outside of that, you know, I know you said, like, it gives you that time to, you know, really just get your thoughts out. For me, it's not necessarily getting out my thoughts. It's just I have certain ideas that I – I mean, like, for me, this the whole podcast thing, especially, like, live streaming and everything, I like the production factor of it. I like putting together certain people. I like putting certain people in that conversation and letting them, you know, have those conversations. I like having conversations with certain people. So for me, it's more so like producing that, you know, producing certain situations, um, getting those conversations that you, you know, you probably wouldn't hear um, on a regular basis or or you wouldn't think to hear from certain people. So for me, that's more so what it is. Like the idea that I have for it and the vision that I have for it is, you know, is, is a lot bigger than, you know, so what I could possibly put together, but it's always, always usually on point. Oh yeah, and and I, I totally agree, man. I feel I feel the same way. The feeling is mutual. Like it's just like, you know, th- these podcasts they get so fun because, like, our view on movies sometimes. Like a lot of the times we have a lot of the same stuff, but like, yeah, sometimes we just interpret stuff a little different sometimes. Mm-hmm. And like that'd be the great thing because it'd be like, yo, I didn't even notice that. Or yeah. when I saw that scene, I thought of it this way, and it's like yeah. you opened me up to a, a, you know, what I'm saying a new view of mm-hmm. how to interpret, you know, saying what I saw. So yeah. that like that's the great thing. And then also, like you said, 
like this space as far as like I mean maybe there are and like it's just that we're not really in that lane but like right. you know I always bring up like you know the rewatchables like that's mm-hmm. the only movie review thing that I follow and like um Andrew now used to do western bros yeah. but like but then you got people who does podcasts on just a show like there was one on insecure there was one on lovecraft country yeah. and it's like once that show is over they're like pretty much done yeah, like they're not it's, moving it's, to another show right. yeah and then you know you look at um like they do things like you know monster where they'll just take like a that's not even really a show you know what i'm saying so yeah i think what we do uh i think i think it's very unique and like mm-hmm. i think all we really need is, you know, what I'm saying that, that right ear, and I, and and not to yeah. diminish anybody that listened to us. Like I appreciate everybody that listened to us. Mm-hmm. I was just meaning, 100%. like, you know, as far as, like, you know, maybe, you know, an opportunity that could, you know, arise yeah. in the future yeah, or whatever. Exactly it's like what that's that's what I, yeah, that's what I meant by that one ear. But like, but. You know, and then I like I like to I like to entertain people, man. Cause sometimes, like you know, you'll say some shit, and that shit be fucking hilarious. <laughs> but it be it be like that's why, like I I like I try to use the like when I I put up a clip today of uh yeah what was that uh damn my mind is so bad, dude. Um, the fuck we do that? Oh, law by the citizen. And yeah. like you, you know, just the way he took my man when when he got stabbed in the with the with the, oh, with the sport, man. like yeah, man, That's just your man. energy, just your energy <laughs> on that. Like you was so fucking excited, and I was like, yeah, man, because it was it was just so crazy. Like this nigga finished the T bone, bro, and like put that shit between his fingers and just started just going ham on my man. I was like, yo, what the fuck kind of shit is that, like, nigga? Like, why are you even waste giving this nigga the food? That was stupid. But, you know, it, it is what it is, man. It's just, you know, certain moments, man, you just got to, you know, you got to have those moments. And I ain't going to lie to you, man. The way I look at our podcast is um, if you ever had that, you know how they used to have those old VHS tape racks? You know what I'm saying? Like, it would yeah. be... It'll be like two or three rows, and it's just nothing but old ass movies or Disney movie, whatever. That's how I look at our podcast. Like our podcast is like that VHS tape rack. Like you can pick and choose whatever you want. You know, it ain't like if you listen to one episode, you're gonna miss whatever else happened. You know, you'll find something on there that you like. Hopefully, you continue to go through the catalog. But if not, you know, it's cool. Um, shout out to everybody that's going back and listening. Outcry is up to like one fifteen now. You know what I'm saying? We still getting numbers on Outcry. And I, I, to me, I feel like that's our best episode to date. I think, you know, the way we did that was amazing. Um, I, I think that everything we're doing so far, man, I think we're booming. I think we got a lot of good stuff coming up very soon. Um, you know, the the work we putting in is, is we doing our thing, man. So I'm just happy to be doing this shit. I ain't gonna lie to you. I will say, I will say, I feel honestly, I personally feel like mm-hmm. the OJ Made in America was our best one. I feel like that's our second like, best one too. Like I feel like, like that, like <laughs> our energy, like just the way we did that shit. I felt like that yeah. shit was just so good. Yeah, but then, like, but I, but I gotta say this before we get into the movie, yo. Like, yo, I'm still on that line. You said 
when we were talking about the faculty, and you said they turned into the monk stars. Yo. They did, man. <laughs> them niggas did turn into the monk stars. You Yo. see them niggas, they, he, he, he clotheslined dude, did, dude did a 450 spin in the air. I'm like, who the fuck is playing football like this in high school? Hey. Like, he's doing this shit. Oh, man. Oh, man. That, shit that was, was so crazy, dope. Man. That shit was that crazy, was man. Dope. But all right, man, we're gonna go ahead and get into our movie. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, we're doing a special edition of viewers anonymous, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing the Valentine's edition. Hopefully I said that right. Sometimes I say times, but you know, forgive me. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, you know we doing this one is for the lover and you, man. We doing the the Valentine's edition of Viewers Anonymous, man. That's right. Um, we got the movie Brown Sugar, man. Um, this is a 2002 classic. Um, hell of a cast. As you can see um, on the screen, if you're watching, you can see some of the people. We're playing the trailer for the people that's not um, for the people that's not watching and you just listening. Um, we definitely uh, got Tay Diggs, Sanai Lathan, um, they call him Yasin Bey, but we know him as most deaf. Nicole Ari Parker, Boris Kojo, Queen Latifah, uh, Wendell Pierce. Um, who else is in this movie, man? Um, Angie Martinez is in this movie. Um, oh, that Sterling was a bunch K. of... Brown, Sterling K. Brown was in this movie. It was, it was a lot of special appearances of people being themselves. Yeah, Big Daddy Kane, The Roots, Cool G Rap. Shout out to Cool G Rap, man. Um, let's see, let's see. I don't know how to pronounce her name, but the chick that plays Sid, uh, assistant in L.A., she fine, so salute to her. Um, Dougie <laughs> Fresh was in <laughs> Dougie uh, Fresh. Uh, uh, Dougie Slick Fresh, Rick. Slick Rick, yeah. yeah um, Dana Dane, Jermaine Dupree, uh, Pete uh, Rock, uh, De La Soul. Um, Kamora Lee Simmons, Russell Simmons, Benny Siegel, Tyler Kwali, Common. Oh my Fabulous. god, this is ridiculous! Yeah, Fab Method Man. Um, wow, that's that's a hell of a cast, bro. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's that's amazing. This movie, um, uh, before we really get into it though, this movie was nominated uh 18 times, got two uh W's. Um, had, let me see, had four BET Award nominations. Um, the only person to win was Queen Latifah for Best Actress, but there was also Sanaa Lathan and Nicole Ari Parker in that category. Yasin Bey, or most definitely, I'm sorry, was actually uh, nominated for Best Actor. Um, and let me see, they got a Grammy nomination for uh, Love of My Life. Shout out to Erica Badu. Shout out to Common. Um... Yo, well, that's one of my favorite Erica Badu songs. What? Yes, I love that I love song. that video. That video was amazing. It was dope. That video was amazing. And then um, for the NAACP Image Awards, um, Outstanding Supporting Actress, Queen Latifah, Nicole Larry Parker, Outstanding Supporting Actor, um, Most Deaf, Boris Kojo, Outstanding Actress, uh, Sanai Lathan, and of course, outstanding actor Tay Diggs. And they also got one for outstanding motion picture, and they got the Teen Choice Award uh, nomination for the best uh, kiss in the movie. And 
best movie chemistry and best breakout star for uh most death so yeah man this was this was a, a woo. this was Dude, fire, not, man. not only that budget eight mil they they yeah. they do listen to me they made 20 million they made 20 yeah 20 million three hundred thousand that's the accumulated growth. They made what? 23. They made what? No, 20,300,000. That's the accumulated wow. gross out of an $8 million budget, dude. They, they, they damn came out. And they even opening weekend, they made two more million on opening weekend. You know what I'm and saying? Listen, so, man. This, this movie is. Um, I remember when this movie first came out and my mom was watching it, right? And um, as she was watching it, I had seen Most Def. And I'm a huge Most Def fan. Most Def is one of my top five favorite rappers. So I see Most oh. Def and I'm like, what is he doing in the movie? And so I sit down with my mom and I'm watching it, right? So, you know, get to watching it. It was a great movie. And then as I got older, you know, they played on BT, all that kind of stuff. So it was one of those ones that I continued to watch. Um, I always thought it was funny because I called it the hip-hop version of Best Man. To me, that's always the way I looked at it. But um, it's a it's a great love story. It's a great love story. It's a, a love story about, you know, people who grew up in the 80s. And falling in love with hip hop, and then you know it's a, it's a love story about two friends, and this was put together in a I think it was put together in a way that if you didn't pay attention to the movie, you wouldn't know what either one was talking about because they blended so well. Um, I think you 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 had said something about it. What was you saying about it about the uh, comparison? Oh, like oh, I was just saying that they. Throughout the movie, she's narrating her book. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like, um, so she compared love with hip hop and rap. Mm -hmm. And she was like, I'm in love with hip hop, but mm -hmm. I love rap. Right. So, and it's like, and I feel like, and what I brought to you was, I was like, yo, I was like, shit, I've been in rap for a good minute. Like, it's been, <laughs> it's yeah. been a lot of rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not too much hip-hop. All that. Yeah. Freestyle yeah. <laughs> rap. Mumble rap, all that, bro. All that. Like, man. Um, Nostalgic I, rap? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, think it's, um, I think it's funny, man, just watching, first and foremost, watching the the, uh, the chemistry between Tay Diggs and Sanaa Latham. The way that they made that happen, like that awkward sexual tension between the male and the female friend like that was perfect like you you could tell like okay they supposed to be together why are they not making this happen why is he not putting that move on Sonali to myself why is he not all over her like butter on the biscuit that's what I wanted to know through the <laughs> you know what I'm saying I wanted to know why are you not on Sonali late to find yourself and then I realized he was messing around with Nicole Ari Parker and I was like Oh, okay. Respect. Yeah, and but then you gotta remember, like, he he did try to get with her, 
and she told yeah. him no. Yeah. After college, she was just like, you know, people break up and they don't become they're they don't stay the friends that they were. So yeah. I get that, man. That, that's one of those things about sh- should you date your best friend type thing because mm-hmm. that is the dude like being in love and like and being either friends with a female like it's it's it seems like it can be very complicated i never had like a like a straight up like home girl home girl you know what i'm saying and it's like if there is sexual tension there it's like yo should we go through with this because it's like because like she said you know what if it don't work out and then you break up some people, yeah. some people can actually be better off as friends, and then there's mm-hmm. some people who, you know what I'm saying, the, the the tension is so strong, y'all can't really work it out, and then jealousy yeah. gets involved, and all of this stuff. So that's one of those lines that it seems like it's it's a very tough line to cross because it's like sometimes you could be made for somebody and you go ahead and you cross that line, but then sometimes yeah. it's like yo. I don't want our friendship to get complicated with if we were to break up. Like, right. do we? How how can we still be those friends after the fact of us having sex? Let's say you're in a relationship for five years and y'all just realize, yo, we better off as friends. What happened when one of them finds somebody else? Are you gonna be jealous? Are y'all still gonna be tight? You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's a dangerous game, man. Listen, I. I've had I've had a few female friends. I still got a few, but I've had a few female friends that we've had that tension. You know what I mean? Like it's been it was it was times where it was like, you know, people thought that we were together. People would believe like that was, you know what I'm saying, like my girlfriend or I was her boyfriend or whatever, but it's like you become so you become so comfortable with a person certain things don't you know it's like those lines get kind of blurred you know what I mean like if I was like I've been to um, like female friends barbecues and like she'd be making me a plate and then like people be looking like that's your boyfriend she'd be like nah that's my friend and they'd be like what you you know you know how that is like what you doing making him make his own plate but you know what I'm saying like that's just you know what I'm saying like just us being friends she's just being nice but you know those lines can get you know so like you said those lines can be blurred but at the same time i think that you i think the, between the two people you kind of know whether or not you should go through with it you know you you kind of know whether or not if y'all should move uh, take that next step or kind of stay where you at because for some people i think you end up getting in that lane of you know, now that we boyfriend and girlfriend, we can't make the same jokes. Or, you know, now that we boyfriend and girlfriend, I can't respond the same way that I would if we was just friends. Or, you know, like things kind of change. Or, you know, um, now that you know, now that we together, I can't really continue being friends with the other girls I was friends with because I don't want you to feel jealous or, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that, like things kind of, you know, get misconstrued, things, uh, you know, change up. And then also feelings and emotions change too. You know, you don't, you don't feel the same way about that person that you felt when, when y'all was just friends. Now it's a, it's a weight to it now, you know, now it's like, it's, it's a little bit more investment in there. 
compared to just, you know, y'all just being friends or whatever. Now it's like, you really got to be there for this person if something happens or, you know, if, um I don't know, you know, when y'all celebrating, you got to make sure that this person is going to be there with you or that person has to be there for you if y'all going to celebrate or anything like that. Like, during those special events in your life, like, y'all got to be together. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah, that, those lines are definitely blurred, bro. Man, just like John Legend said, man, on my fa- my favorite John Legend CD is, is Evolver. And mm-hmm. uh, he got a song called Cross the Line. He was like, you mm-hmm. be my best friend. Time to take this to bed then. Tonight, tonight, to cross the line. Let me love you tonight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. damn, it's like, like, do you really do it? You know what I'm saying? Because like, you hear the, the saying of, oh, well, I married my best friend. And then you're thinking yeah. like, okay, are they really your best friend or is just somebody that you love and y'all are friends? Is there someone mm-hmm. else that like, like the one scene where we see it went to, went to the, uh, the, the bridal shower thing or whatever. Yeah. And like, they was playing this game and like, she was saying all the answers and they was like, she well, was see, you can't play this game no more. <laughs> and then like she was killing it. She was killing it. And like, she was like, that's the dude that that really that, that moment for uh for Reese had to be like, yo, like I get y'all are friends, but like damn, like you know yeah. what I'm saying? You know literally everything about this man. And yeah. it's like being the other person that that has to be a complicated position to be in because another scene that was that was the one thing though, come on. All right, I get you've been friends at 10 years old. Right. Now, Salah Lathan being who she is, you can't be answering the phone just calling me baby like that. Like, come on. Like, nah. Like, this. <laughs> see, it, it was but like see, she kind of told- See, that's what I'm saying. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, once you, once you, once y'all, okay, like, so once you get a girlfriend now, you know what I'm saying? And you, you, you got to establish your female friend now. You know what I'm saying? Because that could be a that could be a detrimental situation. You know, what if Reese picked up the phone and she was like, baby. Exactly. That's dangerous. And, That's dangerous. and yeah, it, it's yeah, it's it's very dangerous. And then like, you know, even the scene where um oh, which part was it? The when he decided to finally quit. Millennium Records. He needed to dog. Yo, Ren and Ten. Yo, the hip hop Dalmatians, my guy. Like the, the hole is mine. The hip hop <laughs> Millie Vanilli. Get them out of here. Hey, I'm sorry. I ain't even gonna lie. Hey, but when they was ad living at the beginning, that shit was <laughs> that shit was kind of dope, man. Hey, how they was stopping. Didn't he have on like a suede tango or something like that with a do-rag up yeah. under? I'm like, man, yeah. who dressed these niggas? Where's the stylist at? Get that shit off of hey. me. That's so stupid. Hey, that shit, but that shit was hilarious, bro. And he had the chunky sideburns, man. Hey, he said the first thing <laughs> line. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yo. Oh, man. That shit was and so that's funny. That's a trash label name. Millennium Records trash. You know they ain't yeah. selling nothing. You ain't oh, yeah. selling nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so so he finally he finally can't take the shit no more. So Drake quit yeah. and he goes straight to Sid. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? 
And that's like you married now. Like Reese had a, a, a great point of saying like, yo, you can't make a life-changing decision like this without consulting with me. But then she finds out not only did he go to Sid first, but Sid gave him money to start his own label. Yeah. And then it's kind of like you you are this person's mate. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you went to your best friend first. After she seen what happened at the uh, at the bridal shower thing. And don't forget about the wedding. Her yeah. and Queen Latifah was sitting there. She's like, man, would you say something? She's like, shh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shut like, up. Shut up. Be quiet. You know what they I'm saying? It's little, like a little pity pat fight. Yeah, and it's like there's so there's so many little signs there, and it's like, yo, like, can I really, really deal with this with this friend like this? Okay. Okay. As a married man, right? I understand what Reese was saying. Let me get that out the way. I feel her. As a man, Reese needs to chill, bro. She just got to chill. Like, I'm going to my friend because I know that if I come to my wife, it's going to be a conversation that I just really don't want to have right now. I just made possibly one of the biggest mistakes that I ever could have made. I'm going to somebody that I know is not going to question me, somebody that I that I know is going to always have my back. I don't have to worry about the future right now. I don't have to worry about none of that. I just want to get this shit off my chest, talk real quick, and then I'll go talk to my wife. Then I'll go deal with that situation. But for right now, I just need somebody who I know is going to be in my corner no matter what. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, I understood what he did when he went to go talk to Sid. Like, I got that. Like, I understood that 100%. Like, who – the relationship that he had with Reese – that relationship wasn't nowhere near as good as it was with shit. Like, like what did he have in common with Reese for real? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell, like, she didn't she ain't even really seem like she liked hip hop music. No, seen my ass. <laughs> she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> That's what I'm she like, she didn't even get it. It, it but but exactly. but she was she was she was supportive when they when they, when, <laughs> when she had the interview with uh with uh with, with Kelby and they walked in and he was like see you know what's up you know and they were like we out celebrating and then Ren and Zen come up and she was like they're gonna be dope see they're gonna be dope <laughs> like no the fuck they ain't that's when he should have broke up with her right then and there that's that's it no you would you you like this nigga no we can't do this Hey, she was just being supportive, man. She was being supportive. Nah, she wasn't being supportive. But, she really thought that but, was dope. Yeah, but you're so right because, like, Sid understood, like, what he wanted as yeah. far as hip-hop and what he expected. And she afforded him that opportunity to follow that dream that he wanted to follow. Mm-hmm. Reese don't get it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, you know what I'm saying? Look, we're talking about podcasting. Like, okay, let's talk about podcasts for a second. Like, like my girl right now, like, she don't get it because she don't just, she don't enjoy podcasts like I do. So it's like Same for here. me to put in the, you know what I'm saying, the time and the effort that I put into it, like, she don't, she don't understand. And it's like, 
you know, and I try to explain it to her. And like I even like play her like some stuff like from other podcasts, I'm like, yo, like this and that. And it's just like she's like, Well, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. it's like I can, I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we ain't in love with no bullshit like that. But yeah. like I could go to you with some podcast shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I can I can get that shit off. It just so happens. <laughs> I'm, sorry, that... <laughs> I'm sorry. Hey, I feel slow. That shit just registered what the hell you was talking about. <laughs> yeah, we definitely not in love. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. That went hey. my head, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry. That that's hey. Yeah, we definitely hey. not in love. <laughs> it took you a second. <laughs> That, yeah, that, oh, took man. Me, that took me a little minute. That was funny though. <laughs> but no, I was just saying that like the person, the person that he was able to go to to get that that conversation off to, I'm just saying, like it was it, it, it's great to have that person, but then it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like I get what I get Reese point like I get all parties point of view. I get Sid's point of view, Reese, and I get Dre's because yeah. Reese just did not understand that world you know what i'm saying even there was a situation where him and sid went and got and he got like you know what i'm saying a, a hot dog he was like yo i love these bad boys and he was like yeah. i haven't had one of these since i've been with reese and it's like right there that should tell you mm-hmm. like right there he was like she always want to go to a restaurant with white tables and shit and he's yeah. like yo i grew up here in the bronx or brooklyn or whatever like i just like getting a hot dog from a hot dog stand you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, he was saying situations where he was like, he would just buy shit when he couldn't even really afford it. So he mm-hmm. was trying to be another. Reese was never his his mate. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like that wedding right. never should have happened. But it's also kind of difficult, like just really having a friend that is that supportive. And like another scene when. When when Kel- when Kelby proposed to her and there was at the party, oh man, he said he was talking he was <laughs> he was talking to Cass and he was yes. like yo he was like I'm trying to be a rapper he was like <laughs> he, said, <laughs> he said pop the ring I got marriage on my menu <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Hey, that shit was so funny. Listen though, listen though. Hold on, we can get back to love in a second. Yo, Mo's yeah. death was he—he he was the comic relief in this movie. Hilarious. Yo, it was so funny. He got all the best shit in this movie. Yeah. Like he—he—he would tell it. He would tell it. Uh, he would tell it. Dre how he wanted to holler at uh scene or whatever, and he was like, uh, he was like, yo, like, what's up with her? He was like, uh, he was like, man, if you scared, say you scared. He was like, yo, I'm not scared. He was like, I said, he said, he said, I'm not. He said, I'm like, I'm not in the gym every day like you. <laughs> hey man, listen, most deaf is most deaf is um his his comedic style is his comedic styling is very underrated, bro. Like, um. I watch, uh, please, what is it? Be, be kind, please rewind. be kind, rewind. Please. Yeah, that shit was hilarious. Great movie, great movie. Most Def was amazing in that. He was amazing in Sixteen Blocks. Um, he was amazing in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Like, dude, really is 
a great actor. Like, especially like in those comedic roles, he's he's like for him to for him to have a movie with Jack Black, and they literally neck and neck. That's not easy to do. It's not a lot of people who can go like toe to toe with Jack Black and be at that same level or be just as funny as Jack Black. So for the, the fact that he was able to do that, like just the fact that he was able to be the comic relief in this movie, and he's not a comedian by far. You know what I'm saying? Dope rapper, but I've never heard him do stand up. You know what I'm saying? I, I've never really heard him tell a joke. Even even if you go back to um the Chappelle show when he used to be on the Chappelle show. Yep. You know what I'm saying? When he was the dude that had the yellow cake, like hilarious. Like I, I think that, you know what I'm saying, he if he can get back to I don't know, normalcy in America, he, he can get back in these movies and, and have another career, man. But I, I think that that was one of the things that, you know, he did very well. Yeah, that's yeah. <clears throat> like you said it perfectly, man. Like a lot of people don't know, like most of Yasiel Bay, whatever, you know, he pretty much go by that now. Like he don't yeah. live here anymore, you know what I'm saying, yeah. and um, you know he just had some problems with some, you know, some stuff with America and stuff, and like him because him and Talib was talking about, you know, possibly doing a Black Star album, but you know he was like, you know, you know Talib is kind of like, okay, let's look at Outkast, Big Boy mm-hmm. active, ready to go, Andre yeah. is, you know, our get to it maybe you know we'll, yeah, we'll see like that's what's going on with black star right now like yeah like ty lib is ready to go but he's like yo like y'all my boy whenever he's ready we'll do it but until that time i'm not gonna rush him i'm not gonna you know what i'm saying like it's just that's gonna great analogy. happen with that's a great analogy and um so you know, but but he's one of my favorite. I love Mosef. I got a thing with like a lot of the times, if you have a great voice, that mm-hmm. could really, to me, take you over the top. Yeah, like you know yes. what I'm saying, like no homo, like <clears throat> like uh, that's why I love now his rapping style. I, look, this I love his rapping style. I love everything about him. But what I love about him the most, one of the reasons I put Rock, oh, Rock him, not Rock him. But uh, Raekwon so high, I love his voice. Like I love yeah. his voice. Yeah, definitely. And like that, definitely. And, then, and like fits. that's what it fits. Yeah. yeah, and that's what separates him. And like I'm like that with most deaf. Like I love yeah. his voice. But like yo, he is he is so funny. Like there's like the scene when when he was like yo, he's like you want to do something for me? He's like all right. He was like yo, he said take this, take this. He was like yo, I got my back seat for me. And so he's like <laughs> he's like okay, cool, cool. He's like. How long is it gonna take you to do the back seats? And he looked at him. He's like, "Oh, oh, you, oh, you want me to do the back seat?" He was like, "Yeah." He was like, "He said, nah. Hey, look, if it's too gully for you, man, he was like, man, don't worry about it." He's like, "Nah, shit, I'm gully." He's like, "Oh, you gully, huh?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm gully, I'm gully." He's like, "Yo, you finding the change back there? Yo, it's mine." And it was just like, just little shit like that. Like yeah. everything he said, like he stole the scene. Every time, man, like everything yeah. he was in, it was just he was just so funny, and and he he really don't get the credit even as a rapper, like even as a rapper, like that's true. You know, so yeah. when you talk about New York MCs, people don't really mention most of. Like I mentioned the them, only, like I, I, the only people that mention them are other rappers, and I think that's the only validation he needs. 
as exactly. long as other as long as other rappers know who Mos Def is, that's all that matters. Like for me, I I think like that. Like um, when I hear other rappers like do podcasts or talk, anytime they speak about like other guys like that, like they'll mention you know Mos Def, they'll mention the Andre Three Thousand, they'll mention a the Black Thought from the Roots. You know what I'm saying? Like when they mentioning those guys, like that's how you know like they there. You know what I'm saying? Like even when they talk about Big Pun. If you hear the way they talk about Big Pun, you know, like, Pun was at that level. So, 100%. Mm-hmm. As long as the rappers are talking about him, to me, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, and he, he was just, like, dude, he was just, he was just so funny, man. Um, like, the, the one scene where uh, when he was talking to, uh, when he finally was talking to Queen Latifah, and, and he, was ta- uh, he was like, yo, he's like, I finally figured out about the, uh, the champagne flute. Well, why they call him champagne flutes and all this little stuff like that. So he's just going on and on and on. And Queen Latifah was like, he was like, you know, Chris, you, you want to go out sometime? He was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she was like, so we can do it. He said, he's like, I'm a goer. I'm a goer. I'm a goer. And it was just so fucking funny. He was just snapping his fingers like, I'm a goer. I'm a goer. Like, it was just so fucking funny, man. Like, he. He is just so underrated in this movie, man. And, and yeah. it, even though, it, even yeah, he was able to find love, you know, in the end. But it, it was like this movie. It it was just so dope, man. And the and and it's also dope when you see because this happened in another movie. Um, oh, what movie did it happen? Because in this movie, Boris Kojo and Nicole Parker is married, <laughs> but they're dating yeah, other people like- in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right, so right. It, it, like, ah oh, man, it happened in another movie where there was a married couple, but both of them was with somebody else. Damn, I can't remember what it was. It happened before in something else, but I just thought that that was kind of hilarious how how they had mm-hmm. how they worked that out. But man, yeah. love, man, love, love man, is complicated, man. Well, we know it's complicated because Reese is a dirtbag. Reese oh, yeah. is out here. Cheating on my man, just cheating on him. How you do Dre like that? This man proposed to you. He gave up his best. He was trying to, you hey. know, what I'm saying he's fighting, <laughs> worrying about whether or not he gonna be with his best friend. Hey. And you cheating on hey. him in, in the gym? Richard Lawson. <laughs> Get the man, yeah. I can't hey. believe that. He said, he said, he said, he said, he was like, man. <laughs> What he said, he was like, "I'm Andre." He was like, "Richard." He said, "Richard." I said, "Richard Lawson." He he sounds educated. He's like, "Good job, man." Listen, you know what I'm saying? He put he put all his all these efforts out here, man. You know what I'm saying? He making all the efforts, all kind of efforts, buying stuff he can't afford. You know what I'm saying? Putting shit to the side. You know what I mean? He he uh. uh he ain't even know he he second guessed his dream. He ain't even know whether he should quit weak ass Millennium Records. And she out here getting it on, trying to pump some iron. I can't believe her, man. I'm sorry. Ah, it made me sick. And then, I, and this is the then, first time I mean mug Nicole Ari Parker. And what pissed me off about it is she she was mad at Sid because Sid gave him the money to start the record label. And she was like, I don't even see him anymore. This motherfucker is out here putting his life on the line. And then, no, you want to talk about a great comparison. I got another great comparison for you. Look, I know yeah. this movie shit, man. I don't give a fuck what nobody say. I'm in this. <laughs> talk another, talk another, shit, hey, another one, like fucking Dre 
and Cav. Yeah. They are Jerry Maguire, you know what I'm saying, and Rod Tidwell. Because yeah. both of them quit their job yeah. and they had one client. All they had was one client and they put all of their effort into yeah. one client. That's all they needed. And 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 then like that it wasn't uh a agent player and a rapper and manager or whatever. It wasn't that like they became friends and they were really friends. And that's what I when I watched it the other day, obviously I seen it a long time ago, but like when I watched yeah. it the other day, that popped up in my head. I was like, yo, this is this is Jerry Maguire. Like this yeah. is Jerry Maguire and Rod Tidwell. Like they took their one client and they did that. But to go back to the cheating thing is the fact that she's like, he's out all night and you know, he's doing this, he's doing that. Like this motherfucker, he, he started his own business. Like yeah. at this moment, you have to not be selfish and sit back and be like, okay, my husband is trying to kick off his own record label. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna have to take a step back and you know what I'm saying? You know, let him do this, and then once we get back, be supportive. Like, be supportive, and then and then yeah. if this shit rocks, if this shit go off, then it's gonna go back to the way things were. But they're just and you, you know get a certain, all that fancy shit. Exactly, and it's just mm -hmm. like just her not being supportive and just and just cheating on him, and then trying to say that you know you're not around. That's not a good enough excuse. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like yo, this motherfucker is putting up his hard earned effort. And his mm -hmm. money and the money that he got to start his business to sit there and take this one rapper that he feels is dope. And this is yeah. how much he loves hip hop. <clears throat> like people gotta realize why he even left Millennium Records. He left Millennium Records because this ain't the type of music that he wanted to put out. And when he saw and when he saw Cav in the fucking open mic night, he was like, Yo, this is what reminds me of why I fell in love with hip hop. So yeah. he's like, I want to get this one guy and I want to take him to the next level and get him on Hot 97. Mm -hmm. So this could be not only just my moment, but his moment as well. And you so caught up in your own fucking feelings to where you're going to go and cheat on my man while he's trying to, you know what I'm saying, follow his dreams. That's what bullshit. I thought was bullshit. It's bullshit, man. <laughs> just bullshit. She's so damn fine, man. Listen, shout out to this Shout out to, to, to the uh, director, man, Rick Family man. Just a bunch of just fine ass black women all through this movie. I mean, goodness gracious! Wow, wow. Just, just sprinkle the Mary Wear all throughout the movie. This is beautiful. <laughs> um, but I think this movie was um, <clears throat> this movie was about relationships. You know what I mean? Um, it was about relationships. You know what I'm saying? with uh you know your lovers your significant partners it was relationships with your friends um it was relationships with you know family you know seeing um francine you know what i'm saying being cousins and you know coming up like they did um it was relationships between you know just different people as far as networking um the you know saying for him to have to go through what he had to do to make sure you know what I'm saying? Cav got on Hot 97 with Edgy Martinez. Like, it, it's just about a, a movie, really, about just relationships. But to me, the most important relationship throughout the whole movie was just him and hip hop. You know what I'm saying? 
this was the the catalyst for the whole movie. This was the reason why really the movie was made. Um, he, you know, to to grow up, I can just imagine it, but to you know to grow up and then to hear for the first time a hip hop record, you know, something that you've never heard before that nobody's ever heard before. And you know to hear the Sugar Hill Gang for the first time, to hear uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five for the first time, to hear you know LL Cool J for the first time, to hear all that Run DMC, you know, to, to hear all of them for the first time had to be amazing. And they and they was here, you know, and for the movie, you know, they was hearing it in real time. So it had to be amazing that this new art form, this this new art form, this new you know what I'm saying, style of music comes out and, you know, they growing with it and he's actually getting a chance to not only just work in, you know what I'm saying, this this space that he loves, but he even gets a chance to create in this space that he loves by having his own label. Be good. So, you know what I'm saying, like, I think that that was super, super dope. The fact that, you know, he was working with a label and then on top of working with a label, he had a chance to, um, you know, create his own label. And then she was a writer. You know what I'm saying? She loved she loved hip hop just as much as he did. And she was able to write and meet these people and talk about these people and really express how she feels about this, you know what I'm saying, this, this, uh, this art form. So to me, I think that that was the most important, um, that was the most important relationship in this movie was their love of hip-hop and then their relationship within and to hip-hop. And I want to stay with hip-hop, but I just want to bring up one more thing. Another reason why I hated Reese. One of the main things I hated about Reese was when they went and they were shooting pool, right? And so Mm -hmm. she brought up the thing of, did we try? You know what I'm saying? He was just like, he was to the point where he was just done with it because he knew, like, the only woman I want to be with is Sid. Like, right. Like, you know, even, yeah, like, sometimes you probably shouldn't just run. But in this situation, they just weren't meant for each other. But what I hated about her was she was like, well, if we go through with this, you know that mean I have to take half. No, the fuck you don't. You ain't got to <laughs> take half. Excuse me. Yeah, she ain't had none to begin you know with. That's her problem, yeah. It's like, you, well, no, no, she had money because she was you a know, lawyer. I mean, I mean, not money. I'm talking about as far as, you know, that just having something like for him, you know, he had hip hop, he had Sid, you know, she didn't really have nothing. I mean, she came from, you know, uh, an affluent family. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, she was a lawyer. She had some money. Cool. But she didn't have anything. No, like she didn't have no culture. She didn't really have that. She didn't really have like no love for nothing. You know what I mean? Like he had love for shit. Like he had, you know, the when he talking about hip hop, like, just the way that he, you know, talk about hip hop. Like you said, when he was talking about, you know, I ain't ate a hot dog since I've been with this girl. You know what I'm saying? I remember back when I used to just, you know, come out and get a hot dog and just, you know, just live life. Like he had that. She didn't have stuff like that. So that's what I mean. Like when I say she didn't have nothing, like she just didn't have no, you know what I'm saying? No sense of self. Like she was just this stuck up chick. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, to, but the state of music was just like how dedicated, you know what I'm saying, Dre was, you know, with Cav. Like, I love the one scene when they were sitting at Hot 97 and he was talking about how he was thinking, you know, thinking about Sid. And he was like, yo, you know what I'm saying, you punked out. 
And then like he had said something to him, and he was like, he said something about uh something about being gay or something. And then he got up and he sat in the other chair and he tapped the dude, like, I don't know him, man. I, I, he was like, yeah. like it, was just, it was just so fucking funny. But yeah. like, but like when he like he kind of pumped out the first time he he met with that one girl to give her the demo uh, CD. Mm-hmm. But then he came back and he was like, yo, I know y'all play a new song. Well, y'all put a new song in rotation on Angie's show every week. He was like, so I'm going to come here every week until y'all mm-hmm. put the song in rotation every week. So it was just like when you got one client and you got one person and like both of you are putting y'all careers in each other's hands. So yeah. you can't take no shit like that lightly. Like that's just something right. that's you know what I'm saying? You both like that's really a testament of like like even even when it comes to this podcast, like I feel like that's like a testament that we have in each other because we both feel yeah. like, yo, we got, you know, I'm saying an opportunity to be great. And we're both putting, you know what I'm saying, our exactly. quote unquote careers in each other's hands. And like mm-hmm. that was the type of relationship that him and Cav had was like Cav was like, yo. I, I like now. Granted, he told him when he came up to him at the uh, at the taxi place, he was like, "Yo, you came to me. I didn't go to Millennium Records because yeah. he knew right off the jump Millennium Records is not where I want to be. But I mm-hmm. feel like you got the potential to be something. But I just could not go to you while you was at Millennium Records. Right. So to put your career and then people got to understand, like 2002, there ain't no SoundCloud." You know what I'm saying? Ain't None no of that type of shit. This is where, yeah, this is what CDs was passed out, and this is where radio play was was a big thing. Like, you really needed radio play. Hey, YouTube wasn't even on chat. That's what I'm saying. Like, th- th- it was so early. I was still in high school. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah do- doing people in on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, so... <laughs> So it's just like there, there wasn't that that type of avenue. So it was like to be, especially in New York, like to be played on Hot ninety seven was like was the that shit. Was that was like move. Yeah, it wasn't no Breakfast Club yet either. But no, but then, but no, 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 no. But you remember while they were sitting in the weight room? Yeah, you know I'm saying the whole his mind came on. <laughs> right, he was looking up like you believe this shit. He was like, "Hey!" <laughs> he was like, "Unfucking believable, yo!" He dropped this whole little thing, and it was like, "Man, he's like, I know she a hoe, but she my hoe. <laughs> the hoe is mine." That shit. Hey, that shit. That shit. You know what it is? It's so stupid. It's it's just like your movie. Uh, yeah, but it's so bad. It's good. Yeah, it's so it's, bad. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> and it's like you kind of want to hear the song for real. Like, yeah. man, how do it end? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's oh horrible, man. man. That's horrible. Yeah. But but yeah, man, this you know, this this movie was you know to be put together the way it did in 2002, couldn't have came out at a more perfect time, you know what I'm saying? Best man was one of those movies, the wood was out. Um oh my goodness, uh it was so uh, it, was, it was so many of these type of movies, you know. So like this mm-hmm. was this was kind of like, in a sense, like a, a a great time for you know. Love Jones. Love, yeah. It was a great time for black movies to be out 
especially with, you know, saying this type of cast and to talk about the type of stories that we had, like, you know, that was dope. And then the, the soundtrack for it was even better. You know, oh, you had soundtrack was dope. Erica Badu, Common, you had The Roots. Um, most Def. Yeah, Most Def. Wu-Tang was on there like, yo, this was a great, you know, this was just all together just a great project. And it's not too many movies that have those, you know, those soundtracks that, that complete the movie. We usually don't get that. So, you know, for this movie to be as good as it was, for the soundtrack to be as good as it was, I think the director and the writers, they did a great job. Um, can, can we just go ahead and get into Fire Flames? Yeah, man, we can get into it, man. Love them. All right, man. Oh, man, Let's I love this song. do it, man. It's Fire Flame time, man. Yoga, fire. Yoga, flame. That's right, man. It's fire flame time. Um, you it's on me. It's on me. Okay. It's on okay. me, man. Uh, dude. Uh, if I didn't say it enough, dude, love of my life. Oh my god, but I love that, man. That's that's it. But you know what? Though now, now, other side of the game is like that is my favorite Erica Badu song that what? she has. What? Yes. Other side of the game, dude. Because the, the the concept of it was so dope. Like, what is it like for the other person that's dating the drug dealer, yo? Like, that shit was so fucking I dope, man. But have you ever heard Green Eyes? It was good. It was cool. But, like, for me, for me, it goes, if I, if I give you a quick top three, it's Other Side of the Game, Love of My Life, and, um, uh, uh, didn't you know? Okay. Oh okay. man. Mine is um mine would be mine would be green eyes. Then it would be Yayo. And then it would be um um Apple Tree. Apple Tree was dope. Apple Tree was dope. Apple Tree was fine. But um but man, real this quick, this movie real quick though. Okay. Green Eyes was so fire, bro. And the reason I love it is because they she she got the the ragtime playing while she's singing it, right? And then mm-hmm. she flip it and bring it into a modern R and B, and then she flip it again and take it into like smooth jazz. It's just it's so it's so much complexity to that track. I just it's crazy. But go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, man. Like it, it. It was man. This movie was was such a dope movie, and and to intersect hip hop into a love story. Because like I said in the beginning, like the whole movie, is, she's narrating her book. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That she wrote of when the first time she fell in love with hip hop. Yeah. And so like, it's a double entendre because she's talking about the actual music hip hop, but mm-hmm. she's also talking about Drake. Because when she fell in love with hip-hop was the exact same day she fell in love with Drake. When she seen him when the breakdancing and Slick Rick and Dougie Fresh and all of them is in the, you know, rapping. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yo, this is dope. And this boy is dope, too. So it, that was a really, really great concept of how they put the movie together. I thought the, the cast was on point. Also, they, they, they gave you, you know what I'm saying, like how record label was fucking people over 
and yep. uh, how Simon, which was played by Wendell Pierce, like he's like, yo, I want shit that sell. He was like a white, black rapper together, and they call himself the Hip Hop Dimension. Like that's gonna sell, and that just tells you, like, you got Cab over here, a hardcore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rapper that's yeah. gonna give you that heat, but they won't catchy dude over here and because he's a yeah. white guy, it's gonna bring yeah. the white yeah. audience. Yeah, the whole is mine. You know what I'm saying? We playing off Paul McCartney and Michael Jackson. Like yeah. So like it shows you like that bullshit that the music industry gives you at yeah. the same time. So and then like he was like, I don't wanna and then Dre was also in that mind state of <clears throat> I wanna I wanna, you know, take an artist like Cat and like I, I, I don't want to fuck him on a deal right? and because he was like he knew because him and Sid was having a conversation one day and Sid was like he said you know I'm t- you know 10% he's like alright 20 and she looked at him he's like okay 50 but you get my point so it, yeah. it, it gives you it gives you the real of the music industry it gives you the real of friendship it gives you the real of you know what I'm saying? Relationships and all this type of stuff like that. So I thought that was very, very dope. Um, I'm I, This movie is, I give it very high regard, man, and I'm going to give it a 4.5 fire flame, man. Nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> for me, um, I think that the cast was you know what I'm saying? The 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 centerpiece for the whole movie, of course. Um, you know me, I'm huge on that cast, man. The cast makes everything what it is. So the cast was amazing. Um, big names, great cameos. Um, the story is the story itself was amazing as well. To have two people, you know what I'm saying, like you said, it's it's being told from her book, but this is really just a story about two people. In two different perspectives on, you know, saying not just love of one another, but like you said, the love of hip hop. Like, and then shout out to um, the writers and, and you know everything for that for you know sending the salute, the comment for making her name of the book. I used to love him, you know what I'm saying, which is a you know say a flip on a comment song. I used to love her, so you know what I'm saying it was it was very. You don't really find too many movies to where it's for us. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then not only for us, but actually by us. And this is one of those movies where it was 100% FUBU. You could tell it was 100% FUBU. Like, you know what I'm saying? The the way that Tay Diggs portrayed his character, like, not liking these two whack-ass rappers. You know what I'm saying? And really going to find somebody who really had bars. You know what I'm saying? Or... Having, you know what I'm saying, somebody like Sanaa Lathan who, you know what I'm saying, she didn't have to show her ass and titties on the goddamn screen. They She could actually show some intelligence. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, we actually getting a chance to see ourselves in a, in a super dope light. And I think that, you know what I'm saying, this movie is one of those movies that embodies that whole thing as well as adding in, you know what I'm saying, the, the hip-hop element into it. Which is basically, you know, saying our culture. So, um, for me, um, I'm not gonna go as high as you did. I'm not gonna go 4.5. I'm gonna go four. And the only reason I'm gonna go four is because I still am mad at Nicole Ari Parker's character. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it, man. That's the only reason oh, I'm man. pissed off, man. 
Yeah, man, but like, you know, I, I get it. I get it, man. Um, <laughs> but she yeah, she 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 was definitely she was definitely the, the, the I was the, the bad guy in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. She definitely was. She's man, still because, fine though, don't get me wrong, she's still fine. Oh, she's still fine. Like that, that you that ain't that ain't that ain't going nowhere. Yeah, like even still, like she's like fifty and still. I was um, mad, but I was still looking. Yeah, and, and you know, I was mostly mad. You know what? It wasn't even really like you know, being an adult, like being thirty six now, it ain't even really the fact that she cheated on him. It's the fact of she just didn't believe in him, and didn't believe yeah. in his dream. You know, and like funny that. Though? Had it been anybody else except Nicole Ari Parker, you'd have never said that. That's how fine she is. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you you know what? But the thing is, look, I was telling somebody the other day. Uh, 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 no, it, uh, it was Candace. I was telling mm-hmm. Candace when we did that podcast. I was like, mm-hmm. shit, I know what it feels like. I've been cheating on, but I was like, but then you got to yeah, think, yo, yeah. Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Like, you know, and then, like my like my guy Ebro say, yo, people cheat on people every day, B. That's you know what true. I'm saying? So That's it's true. like, so true. it's like, like, I hated that she cheated on him, but like at the same time, it was like, this man had but a see, vision. He had a dream. But see, listen. Yeah, Jay-Z cheated on Beyonce. But Jay-Z is like, he was at that point to where he was a multi-millionaire. So he had the option, right? As a regular oh, yeah. dude, if you was with Beyonce, you're not cheating on Beyonce. You know what I'm <laughs> now, now, if Beyonce cheated on you, you're going to find an excuse. Like, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you were stressed out. Maybe I wasn't doing something for you. You know what I'm saying? Maybe, <laughs> maybe I messed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You Nicole, the whole story. Yeah, Nicole Ari Parker cheated on you. You questioning what you did. What the hell did I do to piss this woman off? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the type hey, of thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? You cheat on her. Nah, you're not going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You're not cheating on Nicole that's Ari Parker, funny. man. Now, if you, if you, start, oh, if you fall into 100 million something, you get some options. Yeah, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? But nah, if you just a regular dude, you're not doing that, man. Okay, okay, one thing, one thing. Okay. Yeah. Now the ending before 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 we get to the to the coming soon. Okay. Do you think I don't I personally don't think it was cheesy. I thought it was great, right? Do you think the ending was cheesy when she was on when Sid was on with um Angie Martinez and she's mm-hmm. talking about the book and she was like, you know, uh it's called I used to love him, I still do, and all this little stuff like that. And then he just happened to be caller five. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and he's on his way down there with Cass. Hey, man. And he has the thing. That's, that's what rom-coms do, man. This one, that, that scene <laughs> wasn't for us. That scene was for the women. So they could be like, oh, that was their moment. So, <laughs> hey, I... I think I think that ending should have definitely been there, man. You're supposed to have that ah moment in there. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what we're supposed to be like, man. What that shit cheesy, blah, blah. and then now we all, you know what I'm saying? That's when you and your woman break out, had a conversation about the movie. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the type of those are the type of moments we need in those movies. You know what I'm saying? We laugh at certain stuff in the movie. They be like, "What's so funny?" You know what I'm saying? Like this is the type of movie. It ain't gonna start no arguments. But it's definitely gonna have you and your lady talking about, you know what I'm saying, certain stuff and you know what I'm saying, especially about the movie. You know what I'm saying? Y'all having those kind of type of conversations. Like I think that this was 
a great movie to watch with your, you know what I'm saying, your better half. And not only that, man, like just, you know, those those moments in the movies, like the cheesy ending, you know what I'm saying? The 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 funny parts from most death. Um, you know what I'm saying? The the you know, her finding out about the cheating, her getting proposed to, um, you know what I'm saying, the, the wedding with her and her cousin fighting, like all of those things, you know, him quitting and then, you know, leaving them two bozos alone. Like those type of things are the, you know what I'm saying, the conversations that, you know, because they say, you know, we talk a lot during movies, but we, you know, when you at the house, you know, you watching this, those, those are some of the things that come up when you, you, know, you talking to your lady or you talking to your, you know, um, other significant other. Y'all talk to each other about those things and y'all have those conversations. So I think those needed those moments needed to be in the movie. And then Kev finally get played on Hot ninety seven. So that was dope. Hey man, that was dope. that's how you that's how you go out with a dope ass yes, old death track. Yes, sir, man. So man, coming soon, man. We like so you said you don't even want to lead us in the bag, man. We just gonna yeah, go ahead man. and tell we, them. We you know listen. what? It's too dope. It's too dope. To, it's too dope to do all that, man. Listen, this. I'm gonna let you take it. I'm gonna let you start off with this because this this your lane right here, bro. Oh man, it's definitely my lane, man. You know, I, I've been. I, I think the first time I heard of the great. Fred Hampton, man. We're doing Judas of the Black Messiah next, man. So this is going to give people opportunity to just look, watch it because it's coming. Now I'm saying the next episode is Judas of the Black Messiah. Uh, I, I, dude, I've been looking forward to this movie for like 12, 13 years, man. Since I first heard of him, I was like, I would love to see this played out. My only problem is this is one of those situations where you're watching not necessarily Samuel, but if you're watching, you know, Michael Max or something mm-hmm. like that, like you know what's going to happen. Yeah. And I'm like, and I told somebody on my route today, I was like, I wonder am I going to cry if they show Fred Hampton die in this movie? <laughs> because, no, like, because, like, because when you know the story of what happened to him, and if they visually show that, like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's, it, it's, it's going to be really tough, man. But, like, this movie, man, I'm, I'm, I'm so, like, I'm so ecstatic right now, man, because it's just I'm I'm so passionate about this guy to where it's like I, I and you heard the interview. Um, yeah. Wait a minute, now okay, I'm getting them mixed up. Now I don't remember. It might have been Van when Van said when he when we were talking to Daniel and said, "How do you feel that this is going to be a lot of people's." first opportunity even hearing even knowing who Fred Hampton is like how does it feel playing that part and it's like today I even feel like you know how you are a fan of a team right that's that's you know not good for a minute and Mm -hmm. then they get good and then you see all these fans jump out the woodworks. You're like, yo, you I've been here from the beginning. No, you know I know what it feels like. I'm a Browns fan. You know exactly how I Oh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah y'all exactly came up this feel. year. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly that's, how, how I feel. that's how I feel right now. It's like now yeah. people going to be going yeah. around talking about Fred. It's like, yo, I've been talking about Fred yeah. since goddamn <laughs> 2007 about this bitch. You just did a uh, – you just do a 28 minutes or less on him? Yeah, I just did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, the last twenty eight yeah. minutes or less. Um, I did. I did on Fred Hampton. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, man, I, I just think his story, man, to only be 21 years old, my God, 21, man. and to have the impact on the world that he had just at that short amount of time. And people just don't realize, like, how great he was. And, like, if he never would have got assassinated, like, this dude would have been. I think he would have done more than what. Now, and this is no more. disrespect. Look, more. this is no disrespect when I say this. And and I hope he rests in peace, rest in power. This is nothing against uh, Congressman John Lewis, but I think he would have been able to do more than what John Lewis was able to do. And I use him because, oh, go ahead. Huey Newton, I'm sorry, Dr. Huey Newton, um, Bobby Seal, Chairman Fred, those men, man, like, those were three three men right but we have to realize like they weren't older they were like you said 21 20, 20 maybe 24 at the most these were these were young men you know what i'm saying like they started this shit on college camp on a college campus you know what i'm saying they were standing up to you know what i'm saying injustice at a young age you know what i'm saying so to see you know, to, to see and to read, because I knew about Fred Hampton, you know what I'm saying? I knew about, you know what I'm saying, Dr. Huey Newton. I knew about Bobby Shill. I had, you know, so my mom always taught me about them. Like, that's one, of th those one of the first people I grew up knowing about, aside from Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mom always made sure I knew about, you know what I'm saying, our radical history. You know, so to me, when I hear those names, like, the only thing that I could think of is revolution. The only thing that I can think of is, you know, people who really put their life on the line to make sure that we have progress in this country. And and for the better part, not just for us. You know what I'm saying? Our progress is going to lead to progress for everybody else who were also, you know, who are also being held back and who are also, I'm not going to say in our shoes, but, you know, who also faces some of the difficulties that we were facing. And I feel like the the whole COINTEL pro situation, and that, that's a that's a conversation I cannot wait to get into when we do this episode. I'm telling you, this COINTEL pro conversation, man, like just the fact that we that we know for sure for fact that the government conspired against a group of people who all they wanted was equality, equity, and a, and a chance to be put in the same situations that everybody else was put in. That's all they wanted. And they were deemed and tagged as domestic terrorists. They was deemed and tagged as uh, radical revolutionaries who should be shot down on sight. Like, it's, it's crazy, man. But the work that, that Fred Hampton has done, man, the work that his son continues to do is amazing. Like, to me, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that had he still been alive, we would have never lost the Panthers. I think that he would have eventually took the Panthers over. He'd have been that. He'd have been the face of the Panthers. And I think things would have been totally different. I think we'd probably had a look. We'd have probably had a lot more progress than what we have now had he still been alive. Yes, sir, man. And like like he said, I, 
I, I did it. I, I used to could do it really well. I, I did it on the podcast. I messed it up like twice. But like, yeah. man, like this one speech he did, he was like, power, power is the ability to define the nominal and make act in a design manner. Power yeah. is the ability to find the nominal and make it act in the design manner. And he was like, uh, he said, the first thing we got to do is got to get organized. He was like, get organized. He said, when a pig walks up to you or a pig get a job with the people, he was like, you be so organized. You so know so many revolutionary tactics. He was like, you be prepared. So he said, when the pig walks up to you, that pig is wrong. You blow him away. And then you have made that pig act in a design manner. And that dude, man, <laughs> that, that, that's my hey, guy, man. man. Like, man, fuck out hey, of bullshit, man. man. Fred hey, is the man, man. That's He's the man. That's and like he fact, said, man. like he said, man, you can kill a revolutionary, but you can't kill the revolution. That's a fact. That is a fact, man. Um, so y'all stay tuned for that one, man. I, I'm telling you, I, I cannot wait for this one. This is this one is right up my alley. I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. This one is right up <laughs> my alley, bro. Like. And then, and then I think the most interesting thing about this movie too, before we get off of this though, but the most interesting thing about this movie too is, and I told you this off off air, Lakeith Stanfield, the character that I forgot what the, what the character's name is that he plays, but um, it's the dude, it's the dude who's basically he he infiltrates, um, yeah, he infiltrates Chairman Fred Chairman Fred's chapter, and basically, you know, what I'm saying he's the he's the one to he's let the, the FBI in and everything, yeah, and. I think that for Lakeith Stanfield to have to play this role, you know, he, he said himself in that interview as well, though, he said that um that um Fred Hampton Jr. was in this, you know, he was he's not in it, but he he's involved in the family, he's closely involved in it. And um he said that one of the things he had to do, and he told them that he was gonna do it, but one of the things he had to do was stay away from them just so he can get in the character, just so he can you know like really get in there and, and really play this character and i thought that that was you know i thought that was super dope man y'all keep an eye out for lakeith stanfield too man he's he's been doing some amazing work but i'm telling you um judas and the black messiah is out today so hbo max out in theaters man y'all go see it make sure we run that up the same way we did black panther i don't care if you gotta i don't care if you gotta wait for six people to get out the movies time them and then you go in right after they get out. Make sure we run this one up. We need to make sure we get this right on par or better than Black Panther, bro. We need to definitely do that. But um, that's it. That's it, man. That's all I got, man. We'll save yeah, the rest man. of it for the for the for the yeah. five, man. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, man. Uh, you can hit me up on social media at Scoots Bronson on Twitter. Scoots Bronson underscore TV on Instagram. Scoots Bronson TV on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, you can always listen to this on all podcast platforms. If you're listening to this, you can watch this on YouTube. But make sure you guys are hitting those subscribe buttons. Make sure you're hitting that like button on YouTube. Make sure you're hitting that rating on those podcast platforms, whichever ones are available. Um, And, of course, man, make sure... You know what I'm saying? You go on Facebook, add yourself, hit that request button for the Yours Anonymous podcast watch group. We're trying to grow this audience, man. We're trying to get as many people as we can to be a part of it. We want to have an interactive fan base. We want to have an interactive audience. That way, man, we can get a lot of stuff popping. We can start getting the movies that you guys want to hear specifically. 
Um, we'll start doing polls. We're trying to get some watch parties going. We're trying to do a lot of stuff with you guys. So um, hopefully, you know what I'm saying, if you're listening, you added yourself. If not, go add yourself. VA Podcast Watch Group. It's a public group. So only thing you got to do is request, and then you in there, man. That's it. That's all. And then last but not least, um, check me out tomorrow, man. I'll be uh, back here on Scoots Bronson TV, YouTube. We'll be doing uh, isolated society. I, I, I'm gonna try to find some more people, but if not, I if I got to do it myself, I will. Um, but I got some stuff to talk about, man. Sports talk. You know what I'm saying? We are gonna get busy. That's all I got. Yes, sir, man. Looking <clears throat> forward to that, man. Um, you know, like you said, you brought it up, man. Like, please, you know, if y'all people are interested, go check out the last 28 minutes of less podcast, man. Yes. You know, uh, episode 35. I did I did a podcast on Fred Hampton. Um, you know, so I talked about Fred and the Black Panthers and how they are perceived in America and even outside the country, how they try to portray them. But, you know, so I give a little bit of background there. So go check out uh, 28 Minutes or Less. Also, that's on all major platforms as well. Um, and on YouTube, it is um, the Stolen Time Podcast Network if you want to watch it. Uh, so I got video and audio of the 28 Minutes or Less. And mm-hmm. uh, I spoke on it earlier, man. Go check out the Stolen Time podcast. Just just did the 200th episode. Um, uh, I was gracious enough to have Scoots, Jamar, Sinclair, and Casey all on the same podcast, man. Um, it was it was a blast doing it, man. I had so much fun. Um, so please go check out that episode. It's on all major platforms. Um, all the links to he said, like, you know, you can go either to the VA podcast watch group page. You can go to the stolen time podcast at Foster eight on Instagram and Twitter and the stolen time pod on Instagram. So appreciate everybody's support, man. I appreciate everybody for listening. Yeah, man. We definitely appreciate you guys for tuning in, watching, listening, all that, man. Um, real quick, man. Uh, I do want to shout out. You know what I'm saying, uh, Uncle Washington. You know what I'm saying. Congratulations to you know what I'm saying you and S. Dot Man to you as well. Congratulations on that 200, bro. Y'all, y'all, you know what I'm saying made. Um, I don't want to say I made history because it ain't over yet, but y'all have definitely carved um a lane, man, in podcasting, and y'all have made some memorable moments in this podcast community, bro, and. You know what I'm saying? I, I appreciate you guys for letting me be a part of those or some of those moments. And you know what I'm saying? I'm looking forward to the next 200, man. But congratulations, bro. I just wanted to, you know what I'm saying, let you know, man. I'm, I'm happy for y'all, man. Proud of y'all. Appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate no it. No problem, man. Um, And with that said, man, uh, like they say in Hollywood, it's a wrap. Cut. <laughs>